Welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us and we hope you are encouraged by today's message. right now. Um, Hey, so my name is Kelly. I'm one of the pastors here at Sub 30 along with my good friend Tyler. There he is. Wave him. That's Tyler. Um, we get to pastor this awesome ministry together, which it really is such an honor to get to see God move in such a mighty way um, in our age group, which is so cool. And so tonight we're going to jump right in. Um, I'm going to be speaking out of Daniel 10, so you can go ahead and turn there. No rush. You're going to have a minute. Uh, I'm really, really excited about this word tonight, and I really believe that God has so orchestrated everything. You know, we didn't plan for those, for Rachel and for Keith. Can we give it up for Rachel and Keith, actually? That was amazing. Yeah, wherever Rachel is, I love that girl. She's only in high school, by the way, which is amazing, the anointing that is on her life. She is an incredible woman of God. Um, And we didn't plan for that. But my message tonight is also going to be about prayer and the power of prayer. And uh, I just feel like it was so timely because we're in a season of awakening. And how many of you are doing the 21 days of prayer and fasting? It's okay if you're not. Don't feel left out. It's okay. You can join us as soon as you feel the need to or the want to um, after tonight. If you want to jump in and join us, you're more than welcome to. I'll talk a little bit about it more. Um, But we're so excited about this awakening season. Like I said, you know, it's really a time where we get to press into God with all that we've got. And so we just really felt like tonight needed to be different, and we needed to talk about the power of prayer. You know, we're doing our prayer week also. At 7.30 in the morning, we're meeting over at our Midtown campus, and we're just going through worship, and we're praying, and we're praying for our city. We're praying for the youth. We're praying for children. We're praying for ourselves. And so it's just an incredible, credible season right now. Um, and so I'm going to pray for the night and for the message, and then we'll jump into it, Okay. God, we thank you for this opportunity that we have to sit under your word. Lord, I pray that the word would go out, Lord God. Lord, I pray that you would use me, God, that I would decrease and that you would increase and that your name would be the name that's lifted high tonight. So God, we thank you for this opportunity that we have 
to hear your name and to hear your word. And we know that your word never returns void in any of our lives. So Jesus, I pray tonight to break down walls, to open hearts, to open eyes, to open ears, and that your word would fall on good soil and that it would grow. So in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Okay, so I want to tell you guys a story. My husband is here, Jordan. Can you wave? I'm going to embarrass him, so might as well. He does not like this. So um, my husband Jordan is here. We got married in September, um, which was really great. And um, so obviously before that we were engaged. And I lived at home at that time. And um, Jordan lived in an apartment on Southside. And so, uh, so one night we, were, we hung out that day, whatever. And I remember um, that like we... We parted ways pretty early in the day. Like, we must have gone to the beach or something. I don't remember the specifics, but we must have gone to the beach or something, and then we parted ways. And uh, I went home. I was like, you know what? Like, I'm really tired. I'm just going to chill. I remember just being like, oh, I just want to chill. Like, I just want to watch TV and just veg out. And so I just threw my phone on my bed, and I went downstairs in my pajamas. I was, like, chilling. Had Real Housewives of Beverly Hills on. I was like, get it. Here we go. And I was just, you know, I was, I, was, I was so happy. I was just relaxing. My brother called me a couple hours later. He was like, I'm coming home. Would you like some food? I said, yes. Where are you going? He said, Taco Bell. I said, okay. <laughs> Let me give you my order. And so I was having a great night. It was just, everything was good. I was hanging out. My brother was bringing me dinner. I was feeling good. So that's at my house. That's what's going on for me. On the other side of town is my poor fiance, Jordan. So we parted ways. He went home. And he's, you know, he's doing the same thing. He's just chilling. He's thinking, all right, yeah, I'm just going to hang out tonight. I'm just going to chill. i got a big day tomorrow. And so he texted me after we parted ways, and he asked me something. I don't remember specifically what he asked me, but he was, like, expecting an answer quickly. Like, hey, are you going to this meeting tomorrow? Or, hey, can you pick this up for me? It was, like, one of those questions, like, I need an answer. And obviously I didn't get it because I left my phone upstairs. And so he texted me, no answer. Like an hour went by. Texted me again, no answer. 45 minutes goes by. Calls me, no answer. So at this point he's kind of thinking, okay, like, is she ignoring me? What's going on? It's only been like two hours, but this is kind of weird. Calls me again, no answer. And so I guess it was after that second phone call (laughs) that things started to shift for him. And he started thinking, is something wrong? And so he called me a couple more times. Still no answer. And he's thinking, okay, is, do I, what is going on? What is going on? And so he texted me a couple more times. Hey, why aren't you answering? Is everything okay? He texted my mom. She was in the back watching Real Housewives of New Jersey. She was chilling too. So she didn't get the text. And so he kept texting. He kept calling. And it's like three hours, four hours, going on five hours, no response from me. Now I'm chilling, eating Taco Bell. He's on the other side of town, and he's having a freak out. He's like, what is wrong? Are we okay? Is she mad at me? Did I do something wrong? What's going on? Why isn't she answering? Is she okay? Is she safe in the house? Did something happen? Why is she, like, what's going on? Why, like, why isn't her mom even texting me? What is happening? So he's freaking out, like, full-on freaking out. I'm supposed to preface the story by saying he's not crazy. He, did, he, he doesn't do this all the time. <laughs> that was my one rule. I have to preface the story. He's not crazy. Um... <laughs> So, so, that's, so that's going on with him. And so eventually he just decides, he's like, forget it. I have, to go, I have to go see her. I don't know what is going on. I don't know what's happening, if she's okay or not. So he gets in his car. He drives. He comes to the door. This is me. I'm chilling. All of a sudden I hear a knock on the door. And I'm thinking, okay, who's here? Like, who's disturbing me? And so I get up and I go to the door and I answer the door and it's Jordan. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like, Jordan, you're here to surprise me. Did you bring me a treat? Like, what did you do? I'm so excited to see you. 
And now he's on the other side of the door. I won't turn my back to you, but he's on the other side of the door. And he goes, no, no, no. And he literally just, and I'm like trying to hug him. He just walks right past me. We're engaged, by the way. He just walks right past me. And he goes, no, no, no. And he just keeps saying no. And I'm like, what is going on? And he's like, he's like, where's your phone? Where's your phone? And I said, uh, my phone's upstairs. And he was like, no, no, no. And he just walks upstairs. And I'm thinking, I'm just standing downstairs. I'm thinking, I'm like, something is wrong. I don't know what's wrong, but something is really wrong. He brings down my phone. He hands it to me and he goes, I have been trying to reach you and you are sitting here eating a Taco Bell meal. And I was just like, I mean, I am. I, don't, I didn't know what to say. I was just kind of like, yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. I just left my phone upstairs. Like, I didn't even think about it. And he's like, well, I was worried about you. I was so worried about you. I didn't know what you were doing, and you're just sitting here eating a taco. And so it's kind of the joke now between us. I'm always, like, eating tacos, and I'm not supposed to be. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> and so that was, that was a fun day. But um, obviously we resolved it, <laughs> and <laughs> it was okay, and... I have not left my phone for over four hours since. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, as I was, I remembered that story, and I really think that sometimes that's how we think about God. That's really how we think about our prayer life, is that we're constantly sending a prayer, we're constantly sending a request, we're constantly saying, God, I need you. God, where are you? God, I'm declaring your word. Where are you? <laughs> and nothing's happening. Or we're constantly asking, asking God for a miracle. God, heal me in this area. Heal me here, Jesus. And we're not getting an answer. And I think sometimes we want to get up and we want to go to God and we want to bang on the door and say, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why aren't you answering me? But obviously we can't do that. And so I want to talk to you tonight, and here's what I want to present you with. Because I've felt like that in my life many times. But I want to present you with maybe, maybe we got it wrong. Maybe we got it wrong. Maybe there's something we don't know. So we're going to look at Daniel 10. And in Daniel 10, in verse 2 and 3, let me use my iPad. I've never preached from my iPad before, so please, Jesus, let this work. <laughs> so in Daniel 10, in verse 2, it says, At that time, I, Daniel, mourned for three weeks. I ate no choice food, no meat or wine touched my lips, and I used no lotions at all the three weeks were over, until the three weeks were over. So, side note, side note, the 21 days of prayer and fasting, this is one of the verses that we derive that from. The 21 days, three weeks of prayer and fasting, um, you know, they call it the Daniel fast because you eat only fruits and vegetables if that's the fast you choose to do. And so this is one of the scriptures that the 21 days of prayer and fasting is derived from. And so Daniel's talking about this, and he's mourning, and he's praying. And so just to give you some context, Daniel is at this time mourning and praying because he has gotten a revelation that a great conflict is coming for Israel, but he doesn't know what. He just knows great trouble is coming for me and my nation. And just so Daniel as a person in the book of Daniel, Daniel was a man who lived in a time when God's people were not standing for God. He lived in a time where he really stood alone in a lot of areas. Um, you may have heard of some of the stories, um, Daniel in the lion's den. Daniel was alive under the king Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar threw Meshach, Radshach, and Abednego into the fire. Um, stories like that, you know, Daniel was the man who, there was a decree sent out that said, you can't pray to God. Daniel was the man who was caught praying to God. 
And so Daniel's living in this time where he was really putting the nation on his back, so to say, and he was really walking out, God, I'm going to seek you. If no one else will seek you, God, I'll seek you. And so that's kind of where he's at in this scripture when we catch up with him. Is he's, he, he's gotten a revelation, there's a great conflict coming from my nation. I don't know what. God, I am praying for you. I am praying. I am seeking. And so he's fasting during this time for 21 days. Um, I thought it was interesting to kind of learn that history about Daniel, that Daniel was living in Babylon because, in a sense, we're in Babylon you know, your work may be Babylon. It may be a godless place. Your family may be a Babylon. It may be a godless place. The relationship you're currently in may be godless. You may feel like where you're at in life is just godless. But here's the thing that I know to be true and that we're going to see with Daniel and that Daniel knew to be true. Your situation, your environment may be godless, but you, my friend, are not godless. You are not without God. You are not without your Savior. So your work may be godless, but you are not godless. You are not without God. No matter what your circumstances are, you are not without God. So we're going to continue reading. In, so we, we're going to go down a few scriptures, and I'll paraphrase what happened. So Daniel's praying, and um, one day he was just out, and he was walking by the Tigris, and um, the men that were with him they saw an angel come down and the men that were with him flee and Daniel gets really scared and he kind of cowers down and eventually, you know, the angel encourages him to stand up and have a conversation with him. And this is the conversation that ensues. The angel tells Daniel, don't be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before God, your words were heard. Some of you need to underline that, highlight it, star it, write it down in your notes. Your words were heard. My message is entitled tonight, God heard you. God heard you. Your words were heard. And the angel continues to say, and I have come in response to them. But the prince of the Persian kingdom resisted me 21 days. 21 days is the amount of time that Daniel was fasting. We're going to look into this a little bit more, but I want you to take note of that. Then Michael, the angel continues, then Michael, one of the chief princes, the archangel Michael, came to help me because I was detained there with the king of Persia. Now I have come to explain to you what will happen to your people in the future for the vision concerns a time yet to come. There's a lot in this. There's a lot going on. First of all, this is an angel coming to Daniel. An angel, an archangel that was held over Persia. So I looked into what that meant because I didn't really understand. I was like, was he physically fighting with a man? No. So what this means is it, it was talking about the spirit over Persia. There was a spirit over Persia at the time that was detaining this angel that was coming to answer Daniel. We can look at Ephesians 6.12. Ephesians 6.12 tells us this, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, and against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Some of you in the room just heard me say that, and you thought, wow, that sounds really spooky, or that sounds really weird, or that sounds like a ghost story. And here's what I want to tell you, is that it's not spooky, and it's not scary, but it is a reality. We fight a spiritual battle. We are spiritual beings. And when Jesus comes into our life, we are now entered into a war for the rest of our life. That is a spiritual battle. 
That is why we pray tonight. That is why we pray so fervently because that is our way to fight our battle because we can't fight it physically. We're not fighting against flesh and blood. We're fighting against a spiritual battle. So we're gonna continue in this story with the angel. So now that we understand, Daniel was fasting and praying and his answer was caught up in a spiritual battle. The angel continues and he says, your words were heard and I have come in response to them. God heard Daniel, God heard him. God heard him and he sent an answer out. It was caught up in a spiritual battle. But Michael, an archangel came to help. Here's what I wanna encourage you with tonight. You know, you may, you may have been praying for something for days and had no answer. You may have been praying for something for months and had no answer. You know what? You may have been praying for something for years and you have yet to have an answer. I want to encourage you. God heard you. Your answer is on the way. Come on. Can you give praise for that? God heard you. God heard you. He didn't ignore you. He wasn't sidetracked. He wasn't busy with someone else. He heard you. But we fight a spiritual battle. We gotta look at the reality of it. We fight a spiritual battle. I love what the angel said, that because Daniel was fasting, because he was praying, the angel was held for 21 days. That's as long as Daniel fasted. That is as long as Daniel sought and fought and never gave up praying. Daniel didn't hear anything for 21 days. It doesn't tell us he got a piece of it and then he got another piece of it and then he got another, no, no, no. Daniel prayed and fasted for 21 days and he didn't hear anything until after that. And the angel says, I was held up for 21 days. I want to encourage you, don't give up. Do not give up. Where you're at is not going to determine where you'll be. We just got to keep moving. We got to keep seeking God. We got to keep pressing in. We got to understand God heard me. My answer is on the way. I don't care what it looks like around me. My environment is godless. I am not godless. Come on, let's keep looking at this. Trust me, this isn't even the good part. So we're fighting a spiritual battle. I want to look at Ephesians 6.18. Ephesians 6.18 in the message version reads like this. Be prepared. You are up against far more than you can handle on your own. Someone needs to hear that tonight. You, my friend, are up against far more than you can handle on your own. You wonder why you feel like you can't breathe another breath or you can't go another day. It's because you cannot but you with Jesus, you got it. You are up far more than you can handle alone. So it's okay if you feel overwhelmed because you are overwhelmed. But with Jesus, he can take you to the next step. This is what it says after that. It says, take all the help you can get. Don't try to do it on your own because you can't handle it. Take all the help you can get. Every weapon God has issued every weapon God has issued, so that when it's all over but the shouting, you'll still be on your feet. I love that story that Pastor Keith shared about Gideon, because it made me think exactly of this, that when we go into battle, that when we go into praise, that when we go into spiritual warfare, we are fighting, we are shouting, we are declaring the word of God, and there is an enemy that is fighting and shouting back at us. But when we say, when well, it is all over but the shouting, I will stand on my feet because I am a daughter and a son of Christ, and there is no weapon in hell that is formed against me that can prosper, but I know that when it's all over but the shouting, I will stand on my feet. But we have to have help. We can't do this alone. So when it's all over but the shouting, you'll still be on your feet. These are the weapons that we have to keep with us. Truth, righteousness, peace, faith, 
and salvation are more than just words. They are more than just things we say to encourage each other. They are more than just things we say from the stage as a Christianese word. They are things that we need in our life. They are more than just words. They are things that Jesus died for that we can now claim as our own inheritance. I love this next verse. It says, they are more than just words. Learn how to apply them. Learn how to apply them. You'll need them throughout your life. This is not a one-time battle you fight. The situation you're in right now is not the only situation that you'll be fighting for the rest of your life. You will need them throughout your life. God's word is an indispensable weapon. Do you have it? I'm asking you. Do you have God's word? Because it is our indispensable weapon against the attacks of the enemy. If we fight a spiritual battle, we need something spiritual to fight back with. And that is God's word. So do you have it? Do you have God's word? In the same way, prayer is essential in this ongoing warfare. This is what we're told to do. We're told to pray hard and long. Pray for your brothers and for your sisters. Keep your eyes open. I don't know about you, but there's times when I'm facing something, when I'm facing a struggle, and I would love nothing more than to just sit back, close my eyes, and just say, please make this stop. I can't take one more thing. If one more thing comes my way right now, I am going to absolutely crumble as a person. I don't want to look at it anymore. I don't want to deal with it. But the Bible tells us, don't succumb to that. Lean in. Keep your eyes open. Grab the indispensable word of God. And this verse is so, so, so important. This is what it ends with. Keep each other's spirits up so that no one falls behind or drops out. What community are you in? What community of believers are you in? Because we just heard at the top of this verse, be prepared. You're up, you're up against far more than you can handle alone. So what community of believers are you in? You know, tonight after service, we're having a serve expo. And what that means is that we're going to have everybody meet in GFL after service. And Tyler will tell you way more about it at the end of service. But we're giving you the opportunity to serve. But we're giving you the opportunity for community. This is a place where you can come week in and week out and you can join a team and you can get around believers and you can begin to know people. You, can begin, you don't have to spill your heart to them. It's not a weird thing. You don't have to go in there and start saying, hey, I'm struggling with porn. That was really intense. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was a really intense one. Okay, but that's a good example, I guess. You don't have to do that. Um, <laughs> that's not what you have to do. But you do have to get in a community of believers. And you start building friendships and you start getting to know people and you start telling your story and they start telling you theirs. And it's amazing because when you get in that community, you start to feel like, I'm not alone. I am not alone. And the next time the enemy is coming and he's attacking you, you now have someone to reach out to that you know is also in the same situation that you're in. They're seeking God, they're seeking Jesus. And you can say, hey, can you just pray for me? I'm going through something right now. And they can pray for you. And you can do exactly what the Bible tells us to do, to get in community. There is power in community. So I want to encourage you with this. You know, like we said before, we fight a spiritual battle. It is not against flesh and blood. And like I said before, you know, sometimes we can feel like God's maybe not answering us. Or we can feel like 
God, I'm doing everything. I'm in community. I'm praying. I'm reading your word. I'm doing all the things that you're telling me to do, and you're not answering me. I think sometimes we need to understand that an answer to prayer is not a yes or no. An answer to prayer is God in our midst. You may be praying for a spouse, and you may not get that person. You may be saying, God, is this the man for me? And God's maybe not giving you a yes or no, but maybe he's bringing friends around you and saying, hey, you know, you're not ready for a spouse right now, but I don't want you to be alone, and I want you to have friends around you and relationships around you. So it's not a yes or no. It just maybe looks different than, it, than we think it would. It's God in our midst. And so I would encourage you that if you feel like you've been praying for something and praying for something and asking God, God, give me an answer. What is your answer? What is your word? Maybe take a step back and look around and say, God, have you provided this for me in a way that I'm not noticing? There was a time, um, probably like a year ago, when I was having the hardest time with like negative thinking. Like everything, like the whole world just looked negative to me, everything. And I couldn't shake it. And it was like any little thing that came my way would just make me crumble. And it would just be like, everything was just like, well, of course, of course I didn't get that opportunity because I'm no good and, I, and nobody wants me. And it was just always just like a feeling of like negative thinking and always crumbling. And I went through a freedom group and I realized, okay, like I need freedom in that area. And so I started praying for freedom. I started seeking God. I, you know, I was doing everything his word said. And it was like nothing was changing. <laughs> and I was getting so frustrated because I was like, God, like, so what, am I just supposed to live like this forever? Like, you told me to have freedom, and I need freedom in this area. Like, I don't understand. Are you even hearing me? Are you even listening? What is going on? Obviously, hindsight is twenty twenty, And what I realized is that during that time, I was in such a place of seeking God's word, and I was constantly reaching in because I was so in such turmoil within myself that I didn't get an answer immediately but I was healed over time, and now on the back end of it, I know that I needed that time to seek God's word, to search God's word, and I needed a time of process. So it might look different for you. I'm not saying that this is what it looks like for you. you might, your struggle may be very vastly different than an issue of the way that you think. But what I do know is the same, is that God has heard you, and his answer has gone out. It may just not look like what you think it looks like. I want to encourage you tonight that if you're in the room and that is what you're feeling, God heard you. And your answer is on its way or it is here and we need to figure out what it is. The band can join me. We're going to look at Daniel 9 really quick. I want to go back to Daniel 9. We've been looking at Daniel 10. But in Daniel 9 verse 20, this is a totally different situation that Daniel's in. But it says, Daniel says, while I was speaking, praying, confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel and presenting my petition before Yahweh, my God, concerning the holy mountain of my God, while I was praying, Gabriel, the man I had seen in the first vision, came to me in my extreme weariness. Again, Daniel had been seeking God and not getting an answer. He had been seeking after God. He, was, he had been seeking God and praying to the point where he was physically weary. in my extreme weariness about the time of the evening offering. The angel gave him this explanation. 
Daniel, I have come now to give you understanding. At the beginning of your petitions, an answer went out. Some of you need to know this. You may have prayed for something a long time ago. You may have prayed for it a lot a long time ago and given up. But what you don't know is that an answer went out. An answer went out. Your answer has gone out. What you lifted up in worship tonight, the answer has gone out. It has gone out. God is working on it. Now we need to keep praying and we need to keep seeking even if we're not getting a yes or no. I want to encourage you. Daniel prayed. These two stories that we heard about Daniel where he had the encounter with God. He had this miraculous encounter with God where God said, Daniel, you prayed. You didn't hear anything. But my answer went out. And the other story, I heard you the first day you prayed. Daniel was praying about the people of Israel being saved and being released from their captivity. But the environment never changed. Daniel's environment never changed. He never got to leave Babylon. He never got to see the nation of Israel come back together again. But you know what he did get to see? He did get to see a move of God that we are still talking about today, that we still reference today. There are things in Daniel that people still look at today historically because he so precisely predicted what God was gonna do. The environment around Daniel didn't change and the environment around you may have not changed. What you're praying for, the environment, it may have not changed. You may be praying, God, let me find a job, let me find a boss who believes in you. And maybe it hasn't happened. Your environment has not changed. You're praying, God, I pray for a relationship that is God first, that is all about you, Lord. And maybe you haven't found it yet or maybe the marriage you're in has not changed. But where you're at, the answer has gone out. God has heard you the first day. He heard you. And the answer is out. Just because your environment hasn't drastically changed, it does not mean that you are godless. Can we all stand to our feet? Right now we're going to go into another time of prayer and worship and I want to encourage you. You may have not received the answer you thought you wanted. You may have not heard from God yet. You may have not heard from God in a long time. But I want to encourage you, in these next moments, take the word of God, take the truth of God, our indispensable weapon, and speak to yourself. That thing that you've been praying for, remind yourself, the answer has gone out. Remind yourself. Build yourself up in the spirit. Say, spirit man, rise up. My answer has gone out. Devil, I don't know what you're trying to confuse me with, but my answer has gone out. God heard me on the first day. There is nothing in my way. God heard me. I may not have my answer. It may not look like what I thought it would look like, but God heard me. So I want to encourage you, in this next time of worship, acknowledge that thing. It may feel so dead to you, but acknowledge it. 
acknowledge it and say, God, I believe that my answer has gone out. You are working on it. I know that I am fighting a spiritual battle. And I would encourage you, if you need to get up to this altar and begin to raise your hands and praise our God and say, God, I know that I am fighting a spiritual battle, but I believe you are in the midst of it, then do it. <laughs> do it. Raise your voice. Raise your hands. Begin to fight that battle because we do not fight against flesh and blood, but we fight against the principalities in the spiritual realm. It's not spooky. It's not weird. It is a reality. It's what we're up against. Now, we have just received the word of God. What are you going to do with it? That's my question. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to take it? Are you going to apply it? Or are you going to walk out of here and continue to stay where you're at? Because that is not what God has for you. I can tell you that. I understand feeling uncomfortable. I understand feeling like, I remember. I mean, I have not always been a pastor. <laughs> Believe me, it has not always been like this. I remember coming into sub 30 and I remember feeling like, yeah, that was a good message, but like, I don't really feel like that's for me right now. Like, I'm just gonna wait a couple more years. Like, I'm kind of good what I'm doing. Like, I'm cool. That is not what God has for you. I am telling you right now as a testimony that there is so much more that God has for you. And so I would encourage you tonight, give it a shot. Give it a shot. Maybe you're someone, you know what? Maybe you're not new. Maybe you've been here for years, but you're still in this rut where you feel like you've been walking in the same place over and over. And you're like, God, why am I going anywhere? Apply the word of God tonight. Make it active in your spirit. Do something new. If you want something new, you've got to do something new. So do something new tonight in this room. Fight the battle a different way. Come at it a different angle. Come on. If you're losing the battle, begin to shift your perspective. Begin to shift your attitude. Do something different. I would encourage you tonight. Even if you're in here, I mean, get out your Bible and begin to read it. Open the Bible app on your phone and see what it says. There is a word for you in it. So the altars are open. I wanna invite you, if you need to do something different, to come forward. That if you need to acknowledge, God, my answer has gone out, that you can begin to come forward. And we're gonna pray, and we're gonna go into this song of worship. And we are gonna fight our spiritual battles as a community of believers. You are not alone in this. We are in a community of people fighting spiritual battles. So come on, would you pray with me? God, we thank you that your word is our indispensable weapon. Lord, I pray right now, God, that people would begin to see your word for what it is. God, that they would begin to remember scriptures that they've heard, Father. God, that it would begin to sink into their spirit. Lord, I believe that tonight there is revival, there is freedom, there is hope, there is a renewal of your word coming, Lord God. I believe that people's answers have gone out. Lord God, you heard them the first time. Father God, I pray for a confirmation in their spirit, Lord, to know that their answer has gone out, God. You heard us the first time. Lord, we thank you. God, we thank you for how you're going to use this time, how you're going to use us, God, to encourage others. Lord, we, come, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. God, we know that what we're in is not where we're going to stay because we have a testimony coming on the other side. So, Jesus, I pray right now that you would just begin to stir people, Lord, that you would begin to stir them, Father God, that you would remind them of what they prayed for, that you would remind them, God, of what may be dead in their life. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here right now, God. Move. 
Lord, we pray that you would break down walls, that you would open hearts, that you would open eyes, that you would open ears, God. That people would begin to, people who have been losing the fight, that they would begin to feel like they are winning it, God. That your Holy Spirit would come, God, that they would have an encounter like Daniel did. That they would know my answer is on its way. That they would not grow weary in doing good, Father God. That they would begin to see the battle turn. So in Jesus' name we pray. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. For more information about Celebration Church or to get in touch with us, please visit celebration.org.